Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, we will talk all about mindfulness. But before we do that, I wanted to just take a moment to check in. How are you doing? How was your week last week? I hope that, you know, much like me, it was very uneventful in terms of anything going wrong. I I know that we live in a time where uneventful is typically not what we say nowadays because so much is happening, but I'm hopeful that things are going all right. And so that though, the fact that we are living in a time where things are typically a lot is happening, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about mindfulness. So I'm sure you may have heard of mindfulness before, but I felt like it was a good topic to bring up, bring to your attention, possibly if you are doing it already, This is just, you know, nothing new, but if you're not, or if you heard of it, but you haven't tried it, this may cause you to want to try it out or may um, encourage you to try it out. And you may try it out and decide it's not for you, but hey, on this self-care journey, that's a part of it, right? We try things, we keep some things and we get rid of others. So with mindfulness, um, you probably have heard of it linked specifically to meditation, Um, but you know, there are other things that we can do, things that don't necessarily require us to set up a particular time that are related to mindfulness. Mindfulness is your ability to stay fully present and to be aware of where you are and what you're doing. And so simply taking a time to pause can be related and can be considered mindfulness. So Some of the reasons why mindfulness is so amazing, first and foremost, is that it decreases stress. There have been several studies that have looked at mindfulness, both for, you know, just the general population of adults, but then also studies that have looked at mindfulness specifically for teachers and also mindfulness for students and so, or children. So for those of you that are parents, not necessarily educators, do know that This is something for you and your children as well. And so one of the main findings was that mindfulness decreases stress. And it makes sense when you think about it, because if you're staying fully present, you're not necessarily thinking about a lot of the stuff that would typically cause you stress. Things that typically cause us stress are things that are going to happen in the future, So we may spend a lot of time being stressed out, thinking about all the things we need to do. So that future focused stress. And it could also be stress from thinking about things that you did that you really shouldn't have done. And you're worried about what the possible outcome is now that you've done it. You're worrying about how the things, how things are going to go, especially nowadays, people are worrying about a little bit of everything, whether it's worrying about whether or not you're going to get sick, your family's going to get sick, 
for the parents out there and the teachers worrying about what's going to happen when schools reopen if they haven't already. Also worrying about the economic impact of the current pandemic and what's going to happen with your job. And I'm saying all of this because these are some of the worries that come up for me, right? So knowing that you can engage in mindfulness to reduce that stress may make it worthwhile, something to try out. The other thing that mindfulness does is it actually increases your focus and it also increases your happiness. And so if you find yourself lately with all the things going on, spending a little bit more time scrolling online or find that, you know, you've done 50 things or feel like you've done 50 things, but at the end of the day, you still feel unproductive, like you touched all of these things, but nothing really got done, then again, mindfulness may be for you. So I wanted to just talk about some ways to be mindful that go beyond just meditation, though meditation is going to be one that we'll touch on. So 10 ways to be more mindful. And please, I encourage you to pick and choose and try some out this week and let me know how it goes for you. So the first one is to take time out to eat. So for many of us, while we're eating, we're doing lots of other things, whether it's that you're eating, in my case, eating and chasing around um, a toddler, (laughs) depending on the time of day. It could be that you're eating and watching TV, you're eating and checking your emails. But in whatever sense, we tend to do other things during that time of eating. So I'm going to encourage you this week to try for at least one meal to just sit down and focus just on eating. So focus that maybe it's just a snack. Maybe you can't do it for like one of the meals where you're sitting down with your family, for example, but just take the time to focus on how your food smells, how your food tastes, how your body feels is, you know, you're, you're chewing your food and swallowing your food and focus in on that. Because one of the things that, especially with mindful eating is for those of you that may in your self care goals, have a goal around eating better foods and, you know, possibly even losing weight, mindful eating can support in that because when we're mindfully eating, we get uh, the signals from our brain faster to let us know, or we're more cognizant of it, to let us know when we're full. And we feel more satisfied after we eat our meals because we've actually, you know, focused in on it. Think about the number of times where you've had a meal and at the end, you don't even remember what the food tasted like. Feels like in your mind that you think, oh, it was, I guess it was good, but you don't really know, like you didn't really focus in and enjoy that meal. Or also think about the times where you eat something and you're just going along eating it. Maybe you're out with friends or you're eating with family. And at the end of it, you just feel like you ate way too much. And a part of that is that, you know, you weren't mindful of your eating. And so you never did notice when your your body was telling you, you know, I think this is a stopping point. So you pushed it a bit too far. And so consider um, using this type of mindfulness to support you in that. So the second idea for mindfulness that I'm going to provide is this idea of coloring or doodling. 
Have you all noticed those adult coloring books? If you are one of those people that color, that is actually a form of mindfulness. And for those of you who have been looking at those books and thinking, oh, that sounds fun, but I don't have time for it. As you're on this self-care journey, know that this is actually an activity that you can do that helps you in being mindful. So think about back when you were a child and you would spend time just coloring in your coloring books. Like for me, I loved my princess coloring books back then. And you would just get lost in it, just focusing on, you know, staying within the lines if that was your thing, focusing on what colors you wanted to put together for me to, you know, in my case, to decorate her gown. And note that as you were doing that, it was just a focus on that activity. You weren't necessarily thinking about, you know, the schoolwork you had to do later or the fight you had with your friend. It was just focused on that activity. And so if you like coloring, if it's something that, you know, you felt like was a lost frivolous thing at this point, you may want to reconsider it and try it out. And there are other activities like this that you can do. So for me, I love word searches. And so I actually bought a book on word searches that I haven't opened up yet, but that is going to be an activity that I'm going to try to do this week and just sit there and do a word search because then I'm just focusing in on that word search and not focusing on things from the past or in the future. I'm just focusing on the present. Um, for those of you that love art and love to draw or paint, that is also going to be activities that are linked to mindfulness. And so try and find one of those old passions or just fun things that you liked to do and incorporate it this week. The next thing you can do is go for a walk and focus on the scenery. So me, typically when I go on walks, and I haven't been on a walk in a while now, but one of the things that I would do when I would go on walks, a lot of times is, is listen to podcasts or call a friend or listen to music. But on some occasions, I would actually just go on a walk and focus in on the different things that I would see around the neighborhood. And my favorite season is spring. And so I would love to do this in the springtime because I would just see like what new flowers have popped up or what, you know, flowers were on the trees. And it was just so beautiful because I grew up um, in a state that doesn't really have seasons. Like I, I'm a Floridian. And so we didn't, you know, we don't really see all of the seasons in such a distinct way. And so um, for me, that was, and, and for other people as well, that's one of the ways that you can be mindful because in the moment, I'm not necessarily um, thinking about other things. I'm not focusing in on, for example, when I listen to music, oftentimes, and my husband and I were talking about this yesterday, when you listen to music, it oftentimes brings you back to where you were when you first either heard that song or just something um, from your memory. Like it brings you back to a, a time period. And depending on what <laughs> that time period was, it could bring up, you know, some some stress for you. And so the same with podcasts. So sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I think, wow, I, I'm going to have to do this or I need to do this. It, it sparks me to think about things that I need to do in the future. And so the idea of turning off the outside world in those ways and just focusing in on the sights that you see and not necessarily all the things that you need to do 
can help in reducing that stress and it is a form of mindfulness. So another form of mindfulness is journaling. And so when you're journaling, you are focusing in on your thoughts. As you journal, you may be considering things that have happened or things that are going to happen. But for that moment, it's just jotting down what you're thinking about those things. And it's a way to get those things out of your brain and onto paper. And it gives you a chance to really look at it on a hard copy and make some decisions around what you want to do. And also it supports what I'm going to consider the next mindfulness thought, which is it allows you to really focus in on those thoughts and possibly challenge those thoughts. So a lot of times there are, there are definitely links between our emotions and our thoughts and our behaviors. And we can talk about that, um, I guess, in more depth at a later time. But when we talk specific, when we think specifically about the emotions and thoughts piece, you often have some thoughts that are, are going to be connected to those emotions. So have you ever, for example, been working on something or getting ready to work on something and all of a sudden you feel really anxious about it and you're not sure why you feel anxious about it. You just feel like this emotion just came out of nowhere. Oftentimes you have an unconscious thought that's going on that's resulting in that emotion. And so you can do this, you know, as part of your journaling or separate from it, but taking some time to just write down those thoughts that are coming to you and then focusing in on them, taking some time to really examine them and challenging the ones that are not true or are distorted thoughts is also going to be um, helpful in reducing that stress. And you're being mindful in that you are focusing in on the thoughts that are coming to you in that moment. Another way to be mindful is to commit to doing one thing at a time. So if you are going to be spending time with your children, committing to focusing in on just spending that time with your children, not thinking about all of the work things that you need to do, not thinking about what you're going to have to make for dinner, not thinking about the load of laundry that didn't get done, not considering that you haven't worked out yet, but just taking that time to focus in on the conversations you're having, the games you're playing, and being present is another way that you can be mindful. The next one is to practice self-compassion. So again, going back to the idea of um, having an emotion that comes on and In some cases, like I said, you could focus on challenging the thoughts, but another thing you can do when you feel an emotion is to just provide yourself with some self-compassion. So not necessarily going into the emotion and trying to fix anything, but just in that moment, giving yourself a hug, just putting your hand on your heart, or just thinking an affirming thought in that moment is also a form of mindfulness. 
And then the last one that I wanted to talk about was, you guessed it, meditation. So meditation is, I would say, probably the most talked about form of mindfulness. You can do meditation in lots of different ways, whether it's that you are just doing some um, breathing exercises. It could be meditation where you're listening to like a, a guided meditation that's walking you through you focusing in on what's happening in various parts of your body, whether it's focusing in on places that you are possibly tense and, you know, walking you through trying to relax those muscles. It could be also a guided meditation that's focused on visualization. And for me, those are some of my favorite ones. So ones that are focused on visualization. So one of the things that I love to do in terms of meditation is take some time in the morning and, and I haven't done this in a while. So again, work in progress, but I loved to just sit and walk myself through what I would like to happen for the day. So, and do it in, in a lot of detail. So picture myself getting out of bed and having energy and spending the morning with my children and it'd be filled with laughter and, and fun and happy times. And then just picture myself going through the workday and picturing the things that I'm going to do successfully, but then just also picturing myself being in a sense of calm the whole time. And when I do that, it actually does help me in choosing actions that then um, lead me to have those positive feelings. Like I don't necessarily visualize myself getting everything checked off my to-do list and then, you know, it happens. But in the end of the day, I feel accomplished still because I visualized myself getting things done, being productive, being focused on the tasks I was doing. And I did do that regardless of the outcome in terms of how many of those tasks actually get done. And so I would encourage you to try out some meditation. I think especially for beginners, um, trying out with some guided meditations is going to be the most helpful. And there are lots of different apps out there. I know I've mentioned them in previous episodes, but Headspace is one app. Calm is another app. You can also go onto YouTube and just look up meditations and find a few that you like. There are different types of meditations you can do for, you know, just general going to sleep. There are some that, you know, are specific to starting your day. There are meditations if you have particular goals that will help you in terms of like visualizing. And so with, with meditation, one of the things that I would say also about it is I, I know that sometimes it seems very woo woo in the sense of, okay, I'm, I'm doing this strange thing, but you can also, like I said, depending on your views and um, what you're comfortable with, there's a range of meditations that you can do. For example, just focus on your breathing could be one of them. I would also link within the meditation component the idea of prayer. So for those of you that do pray, and this is something that you typically do or something that you've done in the past that you want to continue to do or you want to start doing more, prayer is also a form, I think, of meditation in the sense that you're talking to your higher power, you are connecting 
you are possibly just letting out all the things that are possibly worrying you or things that you're concerned about. And then when you're done, you're just leaving it there. You're not necessarily carrying that baggage around anymore. So consider prayer as well in terms of meditation. And then sometimes just meditating on the things that you've prayed about, just taking some time to sit there and and think about those things or think about possible outcomes or just sit in silence. Sitting in silence where you just sit, breathe, it's quiet. When thoughts come to your mind, you just let them flow on by. That in and of itself is meditation. So I wanted to provide all of these different strategies. So when you think about this idea of mindfulness, if you have a particular image of what it is and that image doesn't necessarily appeal to you, know that there are other things out there that could be considered mindfulness. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to try one this week and see how you feel. Reflect on how it makes you feel. And please let me know. And I also wanted to put a plug out there. If you haven't gone on to iTunes and you haven't rated the show and you haven't written a review, please, please do so. I would love to hear from you and get your feedback on the show and any ideas you have for supporting you and things that you want to know more about or people you want me to talk to. Please, please share. Another thing that I wanted to um, let you know is that I have, well, I'm going to say we, because my podcast manager has created an Instagram page for the podcast. So please check it out and let me know your thoughts on there. Come on by, say hi, follow us, and also go there for great content and to find out what's going to be coming up in terms of the podcast. So that is it for this week. I hope you have a wonderful, mindful week. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.